Hello and welcome to another episode of Finding My Fit at 40. My name is Victor and I'm here with Mike the Bear Bearski as usual. Say hi, Mike. Hello. I thought you were going to say hi, Mike, and make a joke out of it. I considered but it, but there's a low-hanging fruit. I, yeah, yeah, I figured, but that's, I know. <laughs> it is episode number two. Um, we had our intro episode last week. Uh, this week, we're going to go a little bit more on how my first week went, talk about that a little bit, and some struggles, some successes from that week. But before we dive into that, we forgot last week to give you the starting point for myself. Um Again, I'm 40 years old. That part we talked about last week, how I just turned 40, and we're going to be finding my fit during the age of 40. But I started, I'm 5'7". I started at 246 pounds. Um, And I have all my measurements that I took as well. Um, We will post up on the website photos. You can see photos of where I started at. Um, But with that being said... Let's roll right into, it was the first week week. of me doing uh, my routine, my new routine with uh, Mike as my coach. He set up a routine. We talked about the apps last time. He set up a routine for me through Trainerize that I was able to go in and basically just follow what he did. Um, I found this to be very convenient for me that I was not, I didn't have to figure out a workout plan. Right. I know a little bit about different workouts, different like machines and how yeah. they work. You've I've seen them, you've I, done them. Like Most I said, I've played do. sports. I've, yeah. I've lifted occasionally, but never like fully routine wise. But I've lifted, I've been in a gym before. Let's put right. it that way. Right. Um, but it was really nice to be like, oh, this is what I what you want me to do? Cool. Let's just do those things. There was a couple things in there that I wasn't super familiar with. I've never really done a deadlift. Um, so doing it was even a variation of a deadlift, I believe. Correct. Uh, yep. The one that I did was, was called a sumo deadlift. So I had to learn. There was a little bit of a learning curve, but it was really convenient that there was videos involved. Uh, I was able to, I mean, what can't you learn on YouTube? <laughs> you know? So I was able to watch the YouTube video and really kind of hone in on, okay, this is what they're doing. Let me make sure I do that. And got through the workouts. And I did two workouts last week. Uh, and I also broke them up a little bit because I had some time constraint stuff yep. that, um, so we can talk about that a little bit yep, more. I, I asked you questions during the week, but we'll, we'll chat about that in a minute. But I was, I had to break them up and I started tracking all of my food for the first time. It was definitely different. It's a little <laughs> strange. I feel like I was staring at my phone even more than usual. Because as, as I'm eating, I'm like, I don't want to forget to put this in. So I'm like <laughs> plugging stuff into my phone as I'm eating. And I, numerous times my wife was like, what are you doing? Oh, you're putting your, oh, okay. You're putting your stuff in. So I also had, I ha, so I have a scale. Shout out to my niece, Justine, who uh, I used to give her crap for measuring her food and f- keeping track of, of what she was consuming. And she left the scale here when she she had stayed with us, and she had left the scale here. So that's the scale that I'm using. Perfect. So props Perfect. to my niece Justine. Thanks. And it's worked out really well to help keep track. Yeah. But I had to learn. This is the one thing that I feel like with the food that I'm learning is how much does stuff actually weigh. I feel like I've consumed yeah, this. I, this is probably what like four ounces, and I put it on here, and it's like nowhere near four <laughs> ounces. And I was like, oh. That's what four ounces looks like. Yep. So that's part of the process for me has been 
And that was even tough last week. Like I tried to guesstimate as best I could when I didn't eat at home. When I was eating at home and making the food, I just waited pretty right. much. Um, but when I wasn't at home and I ate a couple meals not at home, it was I was like, all right, so how much is this? And I'd ask my wife, you think this is about six ounces here? And she's like, I have no idea. <laughs> so, but I tried to guess as much as I could based off of yeah. what I did. And I feel like I, that's some that's a skill that I'll get better at. It is. It is. And there's some guidelines people use, like the size of the palm of your hand or finger for a serving of fat. And we can kind of cover that sort of stuff when it does come to going out. Oh, But, but especially if you go out to, yeah, it'll give you Thanks just that general. Thanks for that in the first place. Well, I didn't know you were going to go out and, you know, intuitively <laughs> eat. But... <laughs> That's another good thing about going to chains, too, is that they'll often have their calorie content or it's easily searchable at that point, too. So some people, when they're dieting, will just literally only go to chain restaurants. So you still get to eat out, but you know exactly what you're eating. I did notice that that it was a little tougher. Like I went to uh, uh, we were in Georgia and they have Buffalo Wild Wings, if you're not familiar. And I went there yesterday and had the nuggets. Yep. Which I was like, oh, it's just plain chicken. And then I plugged it in after my meal. That was the first time I did it because I had a meeting. So I did it after that meeting. I, had, I plugged it in. And I was like, why is this so many calories? And I forgot. It's that whole fried thing. It's the fried thing. Yeah. 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 So I still was able to meet my day, though. Good. Because I've learned in this just this short amount of time in this week of like ways to kind of like compensate here and there. Yeah. The one thing I noticed for myself uh, on the eating thing, just to touch this quick, was... I only drank water all week, basically. Um, occasionally, I had I had like coffee or something right. like that, but right. um, I didn't drink. Like normally, I'll have a soda here and there, or I really like these. The I think it's Arizona makes this like energy citrusy oh. thing. Okay. It's like delicious, and I love it. But it's like five hundred calories, right? And right. so I didn't drink that at all this week, and I just kind of drank water all week. And was able to eat more because I didn't drink any of yep. my calories. I just ate all of my calories. Yeah. So, other than beer, I did drink beer this week as well. well That's and we'll dis- yeah, 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 yeah. We'll discuss that a little bit too. Um, if you don't drink beer, and I'm not saying for or against drinking no judgment. of alcohol. Yeah, not so no at all. judgment podcast. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, Except I'm just going to judge the people that don't put their shopping carts back and they just leave them in the middle. Those people Touche. will judge. Yeah. Yeah. But other than those people, no judgment. But with the alcohol, like if you don't drink alcohol, it was would have been even easier. So much easier to hit so all, easier. all the numbers. And I'm like, I, 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 but I, but I did go out. It was my wife's birthday over the weekend, so that made it. I kind of gave Saturday up because yep. it was her birthday on Saturday. So we just kind of went out. I have I ate at Olive Garden and just kind of blew it out on one of the days. But I was really good for the yeah. other five days. Six days. There's Honestly, six days in a week, you, right? You six. said six six and, and some change. Yeah, yeah. And she said you blew it out, but you didn't really blow it out. Yeah, that's so, something that was interesting, too. I've noticed since I was actually counting the calories mm-hmm. and paying attention. I don't even like calling it counting calories because it right. wasn't counting. Just kind of paying attention. You were accounting for. Accounting for. Yeah. That's a great way to put yeah. it, uh, to uh, phrase it. Because I don't like the – I feel like it's such a negative connotation to counting calories. It is. It is. That like – but accounting for your calories is a way better way of looking at it. And that's kind of what I felt like. I didn't feel like I was like, oh, I only have 300 left. What can I do? Like I'm looking – I was looking at it. I was planning it and accounting for everything for the day that I consumed and kind of just realizing what I was putting in my body. So I just kind of let it go. But even with letting it go on that day, I still made better choices. Yeah on that like 
I knew I was going to go to Olive Garden later that day. So in the morning, I had a protein shake, which we'll chat more about we'll that later. About that, that was kind of, yeah, we'll chat more about protein shakes. So, but I had a protein shake and a banana for breakfast, where I had been eating an actual breakfast yep. every other day. And so I had those calories to use, and I still felt satiated after the, the protein shake and the banana. Yeah. I didn't feel starving. But mind you, that was at the end of the week and not the beginning of when I started doing all of this. Right. Right. So it was. A, I kind of feel like I, I'd already had You'd five or six days in to, yeah, to kind of make some adjustments and just psychologically and just my body in general. And then went all out at Olive Garden, and then we went out that night and had some drinks. So I did go over. But even when we were out at the bar having drinks, and we get, we ended up eating late, because that's what you do when you go out late. Mm. You know, you eat again. You eat again. Yeah. But I ate a grilled chicken salad instead of like pizza and wings and all right. that stuff. And so I still felt like ah, I'm just gonna eat because I'm hungry. But I'll eat this instead. Didn't feel like I missed out really on anything, and still was over. I was way over. I say way over, but I was only like 500 over. Which, again, you remember, I've got you set at a deficit. So if you're over your calories, you're only over your deficit, you're at probably about maintenance at that point because you still lost weight for the week. This this entire week was still a win, even with you going out for dinner and drinking and thinking that you ate way over your calories. Yeah, yeah. Point. So with Mike saying that, uh, spoiler, I... Uh... <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I started, uh, started this whole process. I was at 246 pounds. After week one, this morning, I weighed myself right before the podcast. I am at 241 pounds. I lost five pounds five in a pounds, week. week one. Is that a lot? I feel like that's a lot. <clears throat> Is that like... It's it's a lot to do consistently for okay. the entirety of your program. The yep. general guidelines are about a pound, pound and a half per week. That's kind of what I was thinking. And of so when it was of down pure five. fat loss. Yeah. And, and so what you lost wasn't pure fat. Okay. Unlikely because humans just period are going to fluctuate in water weight. And if we end up looking at your graph, especially when we get more than just one week in, you'll notice that that weight loss is not linear. So the, the scale is just one metric of, of deciding what your body is, is losing weight from. So when you first start losing weight, you're going to lose a lot of water quickly. Any rapid loss and or gain is going to be mostly water weight. It's going to be glycogen stores, which are sugar stored in your muscle for energy. Um, and gut content, because the less you eat, the less gut content you have. You start to kind of flush things. However, with the deficit we have you on, you're also losing body fat. So I, I generally, it's usually probably about 30% of that initial weight loss is going to be fat loss. If we, we got your deficit rule, you know, dialed in right off the bat, which is an educated best, you know, guess, yeah, essentially, yeah. and we'll fine tune as we go with that. But yeah, it's it's a great amount of weight to lose. In the yeah, first I was week. still I, I felt pretty good about the number on the scale. And again, I've noticed that like that does vary. I've this isn't the first time that I've weighed myself, obviously. Right. So I have seen fluctuations in that. Yeah. But this is the first time that I think every day this week yeah. I weighed myself, and it did go up and down throughout mm-hmm. the week. There were days. There was definitely days that I thought I was going to be up, and it was down. And there was days that I was like, oh, I had such a good day, it's going to be down, and it was up. So that happened twice this past <laughs> week, but. Overall, like I was happy with the scale this morning. Good. Um, Good. That's a positive. I did my measurements again. Um, I didn't really see a significant, if really any, of a variance no. it, it, in measurements. Slight variance. And again, we, we weighed you or measured you in inches. Um, mm-hmm. I want to bring that down to, to centimeters, to the nearest 0.1 of a centimeter. 
because you're going to start to see any minor fluctuation in measurements is going to show up more readily and it, you, you'll have a consistent trend in the downward. Okay. Okay. Oh, I get what you're saying because yeah. it may – so if last time I was at 17 inches on mm-hmm. a measurement – it was actually 17 and a little bit, but that little bit didn't really show because I was going by yeah. inches. Or when you came in, it's like 16.8, but you're just going to write down 17 as opposed to not even being able to quite say 16 and three quarters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with the centimeters, you, you, you'll you see decimals of that centimeter going down, and then you'll be down two, three centimeters by the time you're, you're really focusing on those measurements. And you can see that, that downward progress. So where the scale will fluctuate more often than not, the body measurements will linearly track downwards okay all right well that'll be interesting yep. so we'll switch that then to centimeters over mm-hmm. inches okay is there a reason that we started at inches there's no way to separate the 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 you know metric from imperial in the app itself for just specific things so i'd like to see your weight in pounds but your measurements in centimeters so what we'll do is just write in centimeters even though it says inches and i'll know that they're centimeters Oh, I understand what you're saying. Oh, okay. So you, the app itself sets it up in inches. Correct. You can choose it. one or the other, metric or imperial. And I got you. I don't want to figure out what you're doing with your body weight in kilograms. It's just, <laughs> it's just not where I'm at. I got you. <laughs> fair. That's fair. So, all right, cool. Um, so I'm down five pounds. Yep. The measurements so far seem about the same. Um, so I just want to talk a little bit about what I felt were my successes this week. Yeah. And kind of get your reaction to what I feel was my successes, cool. and then you can kind of tell me. Yeah, and what you I love that we're starting with the win too. Let's let's dig in with the win for well, sure. Because I feel like that was I, honestly for me, I think part of why I want to start with the successes is I felt like there was more of them. There was some struggles, nice. and the struggles were yeah. I, there were definitely some big struggles, and we'll right. talk about that in a second. There was a couple things that I really wish I wouldn't have done, uh, and it was really the, yeah. We'll talk about that in a second. Sorry, I'm getting very worked up about this. All right. All right. But the successes, I felt like, down. I mean, being down five pounds is huge. Yeah, huge. Mm-hmm. Even with the struggles, that kind of makes things okay. Right. It when you are like, oh, the scale told me I'm a little bit less. That makes yeah. me feel good. And shows that you don't have to be perfect. Now, yeah. And that also doesn't mean the mentality, you know, positive or negative, has to ride on the scale. And it's another reason why I have people weigh in every day because if you know you're going to fluctuate. You're not shocked when you wake up one morning heavier than you expected to be. Focus on the trend. Keep moving forward. You're doing great. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to carry too much weight on just the weight. <laughs> I don't want to make that good, such good. a big thing on yeah. just what I weigh. Um, but it is a. It is definitely a good it feeling is. when you when it you is. get on the scale and it's not the number. I mean. The number on the scale was the reason that I started, that I wanted to do it. Right. Is because I saw that number and was like, this isn't okay anymore. Right. I've got to do something. But even that is just a metric for the lifestyle, where you're at. And it's just it's yeah. just a, a data point that is going to show progress or lack thereof. So, yeah. So, with that being said, um, that was one of the positives mm-hmm. was the weight that I noticed that I lost. The other positive was... I started to enjoy by the second workout. I started to kind of enjoy the gym, and by Good. and not even like crazy enjoy it, but like right. I guess let me start at the beginning. The first workout, um, I will completely admit, I was super intimidated. I did not yeah. think I was going yep. to at all. Like I've been in a gym, of course. I've I've been in a gym. I've I've gone. I was like I said, an athlete in high school, and so like. Right. What a, a gym. I was like, whatever. But all of a sudden, I got in the car to drive to the gym. And was like, okay, I'm going to the gym. 
I'm a little nervous. I'm like a little geeked out by the yep. fact. And it was like, it was a little bit of a, a, a hurdle to overcome that okay. I did not expect was going to become a hurdle. And then when I got there, I did feel a little bit intimidated even being there. There was a right. bunch of guys that, you know, working out like half my age, all this weight they're pushing around and right. stuff like that. And then I was trying really hard. I kept saying to myself, I was like, don't worry about it. Just do what you got to do. And I started the first workout, the first move that we did that I did was that sumo deadlift. Sumo deadlift. Yep. And I was like, well, I'll, I'll try and keep the weight light. And I believe it was, I did about 135 on the sumo deadlift. And I was like, I'm just going to try this. Let's yeah. see what happens. If it feels like it's too heavy to st- on the first set of reps or even the first pickup, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'll switch it. And it felt pretty good. And I, after I finished that, I was starting to feel a little bit more comfortable. And I was good. like, all right, that felt good. And it's, it's literally the most complicated move you're going to deal with all day. If you, you can get past that hurdle, you're golden. I'm going to argue that point right now. <laughs> so it started on that. And then it eventually worked into the straight leg lunges or these stationary. Stationary, that's yep. the word. Yep. Stationary lunges. Mike, I've never cursed your name so much before, and it may never ever happen again unless there's more lunges on my... It was awful. So I just assumed... I think what part of my own mistake, because I didn't talk to you about this before, right. about what right. numbers and this and that, I just kind of went to do the workout and just kind of was like, ah, I know, kind of know what I'm doing. I'll right. be all right. And I grabbed 15-pound dumbbells. Doesn't sound like a lot. Does not sound like a lot. Right. Mike, it was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah. And that extra 30 pounds, <laughs> I talked to uh, my uncle later, who's also he's pretty fit and works out. And he and I were talking. And he's like, why did you use weight? And I was like, yeah, I guess I have enough weight on me already. But that I did those were those lunges and I literally had trouble walking afterwards. My legs hurt so bad. Baby giraffe. Yeah. I was contemplating not doing anything else. Like I was like, I'm going to tell Mike I'm done with this. I, I'm, I can't. I can't. I just can't. My I hurt so bad. And for like two days. Yeah, that's what I said. I texted you. Yeah, you did. I was like, I feel like a newborn giraffe yep. walking out of yep. the gym. But once I don't know, the, within the first two days, I hurt so bad. Like I was having trouble leaning over and it was very much a struggle. Yeah. So that I guess that leads me into the, the struggles then for okay. me was this was the biggest struggle and the biggest hurdle for me it was it literally there were definitely moments where i was like i i'm, I'm not gonna do this yeah it hurts so bad like, you're not ready you I, think it's I gonna be like I that every be time to, yeah. i need to be able to function in my right. life i if i had a gig tonight i wouldn't even be able to do yeah, it which like, we had talked about that it was time. i was really worried about it and so even going and thinking about the next workout i was like i was supposed to do the workout on Thursday and I was like there's just no way I can't do it today so I pushed it until the next day which is fine standard over schedule you can you can move workouts you just have to get the two workouts in just get them in yeah Yeah. so that was smart so I pushed it to the extra day gave myself an extra day to kind of recover and was and then was still sore the day of that next workout and I was like I've got to at least try to do this workout so this is something that I did differently. It wasn't in my workout plan, but yeah. I just wanted to throw this out to you here on the on the fly of what I did. It so I did a little research about soreness okay. in general on my own and things that you can do in this and the one that I saw, you can tell me your take on it, is don't rely and don't really do static stretching for soreness. That static stretching isn't really great for soreness, that it's more of that 
I forget what it's called, like the active stretching, like the right dynamic or active, yeah, yeah, or, yeah, functional. Um, and so I also and then, but it also said that a cool down is really vital to kind of trying to keep soreness down. According to this, is because it keeps that blood flow and gets that lactic acid flowing and getting yeah. it out of you. It, it can be. So with that thought process, I to start my next workout before I went to go lift weights because that's the other thing that I did. I. I was so nervous and like kind of worked up for that first workout. I didn't stretch. I didn't really do anything. I just jumped right in the workout, right. out. And that was really dumb. So for everybody listening, that was really <laughs> stupid. Um, and so what I did for the next time is I was like, I really want to get a good warm up. I jumped on the treadmill for 10 minutes okay. and walked. I just walked. I didn't, nice. I didn't run. I didn't, I just walked for 10 minutes right before on the treadmill and did some like stretch walking, like long strides, just trying to stretch it out, and then like kind of up. hopping and like Cut. just bouncing it out until I felt like okay. Right. And then I did the workout, and I felt great after the workout. Like my soreness was pretty much gone. Yep. After I did the second workout, and that's why I was like, I why I said I kind of enjoyed it then. The second one Cut. I kind of enjoyed, Cut. and now I'm like, if I do it this way, I think I'm gonna really yeah. get kind of be able to get into it. It was it was definitely a different atmosphere different feel it also helped that as i was there i some another gentleman i was on a machine um and he i just finished he's like are you done and we just kind of cut it up a little bit yeah and it was just kind of that ease of like oh these guys are people too there's All usually right. a good energy in a gym especially when you open up a little bit and just start saying hi to people and the more you the more often you get there you start to feel it and you, you don't really get that same feeling at home. So getting away yeah. from home and getting into that gym where that atmosphere is there, it, it can be super, super helpful. So I'm, I'm glad you made that connection. So, yeah, it was just, like I said, we just chat. It was nothing major no. at all, but just like it kind of eased me a little bit. I still have headphones in while I was mm -hmm. doing everything and was able to kind of just really focus on what I was doing. But then I also tried to keep all my weights really low. I did not want to do anything near the soreness again and, <laughs> and really destroy myself. But I feel like I got out and I worked out and I, it may not have been the toughest workout I could have done, but it was okay. still a workout. Yeah. And I'm like, I just want to kind of dial in where these numbers are, mm -hmm. at least the base to start. I felt like it was kind of working out, but it wasn't. And like I said, it was probably the most intense that I've ever done, but it was still pretty hard to get through all of the steps and the processes. Right. Right. So I was kind of trying to focus more on that and not getting sore so that I can keep doing it because the soreness... I'm telling you, it was. I was so sore. I really no. It, was definitely... it, it sucks, especially for legs. Legs are the worst thing to overtrain because you're on them all the time. Yes. Yeah. And I have two kids, and trying to yep. bend over, like I couldn't even bend over to play with the kids. I I hurt so bad for about two or three days. Yeah. So it and so if you're just starting out on a journey, kind of like I am, my best recommendation for you is don't use weights to start on some stuff, especially like I did. Because uh, later then you had me do squats that in that same workout. Yep. I didn't use any weight for the squats. Good. And I did squats with zero weight just to even get form, just to kind of mm -hmm. like feel like I can do it the full range of motion. Right. Um, so I actually did, I had a broom handle and I held a broom handle like it was a bar Perfect. and just kind of, yeah. just to try to do it. And I, I was able to get those stretches, those that, that work. And, and not hate muscles. your life during the entire scenario. And not right. be super miserable. Right. And I had results. I lost that five pounds. So lost I was like, pounds. okay, this might work. Let's ease into it, get yeah. myself ready. So I did cut out weights in most things. There was a couple things that I was like, I think I could do weight here. And I did some weight on it. Um, 
I accidentally did more weight than I thought on the leg curls because that machine, so I have to learn these machines as well. It had the regular number and I put the bottom part to the number and I didn't realize that the five pound extras like, was already sitting on top were there. sitting on yeah. top yep. and there was two of them. So it was actually 10 pounds more yep. than what I thought I was lifting. <laughs> and by the end I was like, why is this so heavy? This feels like it's really, and then I clicked and the last rep I took that 10 pounds off and I was like, this is what I thought I was going to be doing. There okay. Yeah. There, that This is way better. I feel but I still did it. I had a little bit of soreness in my hamstrings because of that. You're going to. It's, it's a brand new move and it was compared a little bit to what weight. you've done for a long, long time. So, so soreness is, is expected. Um, and that was actually, I let you down with not giving a, a better prep going into that workout. Because based off of you having knee pain, um, getting single leg exercises in there is fairly crucial just to rebuild stability and make sure that you are strengthening that leg as a whole unit. So... I mean, I, those are some things that I need to highlight. And every once in a while, you're going to miss something like that with uh, somebody new. So, you know, I'm not perfect. And that's that's something that I will now pay more attention to as we go. But anytime you change up movements completely or you introduce something that's that's brand new, soreness is going to happen. That's what causes soreness. So you don't have to be doing workouts at max intensity to get results. You've seen that just from this first week. And injury scales with load. So if you're starting with light weights and practicing the movements and getting more comfortable with them, you're building a lifestyle as opposed to making sure you're doing the absolute most intense workout you can do and shooting for soreness and making sure you're sweating your ass off. You, you don't have to at this point. Yeah. It's the least amount you can do to force your body to adapt. And I had a little bit of soreness on like from doing the bench, like I did in my yep. pack, yep. but it was functional soreness. Right. I was like, oh, that's a little sore, but I was able to still function. Yeah. The leg thing was so, I, I, I lost functionality. To and so that's, that, that yeah. was my big struggle yeah. for this past week. But again, I got through it through the end, by the end of the week and with the second workout, I felt better. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I got my mobility back and I still did that workout. All right. All right, let's do this. Yeah. Let's, and, so. and you're only going to get better each workout because the workout block, it's the same workouts. You were just looking to increase weight, time under tension, um, sets. We, we change that as we go. So before you even increase weight, you're fine just slowing down the rep, continuing to practice that rep, continuing to, to build up connective tissue and prep it for you know higher loads as you go. So that's, that, that's the lesson that I learned this week. So... Again, for anybody who might be starting out, that's a really good lesson, and I wish I would have learned it prior to starting. Oh, with you the mean week. having the person who's guiding you teach you ahead of time? Well, no, yeah, no. but it wasn't even that because <laughs> I didn't reach out. It was. It wasn't just that. Maybe there you could have said something, but it was more of also me just thinking. I was like, oh, well, I kind of know what I'm doing. I'm just right. gonna go do it. I don't. I don't need to ask Mike this. Instead of taking event, that the, the reason I have you here, correct, is to use you for those things yeah. and ask all of those questions. And I was like, oh, I've lifted weights twenty years ago. Like I know what I'm doing, and just kind of jumped into it. Yeah. And being, don't be dumb. Essentially, is what I'm saying. <laughs> and I feel like that was just kind of dumb. I tried to jump into it. I tried to do it knowing the little bit that I have instead of using the wealth of knowledge that I am right. paying that you have hired to have hired yeah. to have come to do those things. Although I'd rather honestly so. have you stepping out in the first workout with lower weight and just trying to do it yourself and realizing that, okay, I don't have to do it by myself than have you, you know, three, four months in and then just trying to go balls to the wall on something and really jacking yourself up. Yeah. So it's, it's better off to learn it quick. Yeah. So I learned it right off the bat. So I will now going forward, 
discuss more of the weights and what we think yep. I should move it. Should I, do I feel comfortable here? Like, or do you think it's time or should I just let it go? And right. we'll discuss more of that. Yeah. Um, I did also in the real, the workouts in between the workouts, there was, uh, it was called glute something. Yeah. What was it called? Glute rehab. Glute rehab yep. is what you called it. Um, those abductions, which is basically laying down on your side and holding your leg out. Yep. Um, I, in my package that we talked about, that he's his starter package, it has the mini elastic bands. Yep. They're basically just Glute big bands. rubber bands. Yeah. yeah. They're big rubber bands in different thicknesses, so they're mm -hmm. different amounts of weight. Um, this one, you to put one on your ankles and hold your legs spread. And let's just say that that did not happen. <laughs> <laughs> It was super brutal, and I was like, screw the band, and I just tried doing it without the band and still couldn't get through those reps, but I didn't want to, I didn't feel guilty that I couldn't get through the reps. Good. I was like, we're just starting. I was like, yeah. I did, what I did notice with the app, it allows also me to comment, and then you see the comments, yep. and I'm, I kind of did the comments more even for myself to look back at. Yeah that I put in, I was like, this is what happened. This is where I'm at. I wasn't able to hold them completely for this, for as long as I needed to. And I wasn't able to get through the reps. And this time I did it even without a band at all, just so that later I can even look back and be like, wow, that's where look it was. How far it came. Or, yeah. And, and also, cause like, I feel like just saying it out loud, even though it's not out loud, it's on the message on there. I was able to say it out loud and be like, okay, I'm cool with this. I've said it out loud. You know, we're, you know, we're on the same page. Yep. And I'm just going to, this is where I'm at. And yep. this is, I'm trying really hard not to have, I don't want to say ego, but I guess ego about the whole we, process. We all have that to a certain extent. Because it's, it's, there's, it, I think that was part of the problem with the lunges was everybody else around me was using weights yep. and they were using, and it wasn't even necessary that I was like, oh my, I have to weigh, use as much weight as them. But it was just like, everybody's using weights. They're right. all working out. I mean, just, I'm just going to grab dumbbells. Something. I mean, yeah. Something. Here, yeah. I mean, these are only 15 pounds. How much is 15 pounds? But when you have two of them, it's actually 30, 30 pounds. 30 pounds, yes. yes. If and we take heavily into the math. Yes, yeah. I didn't. Yeah. You just see the number 15 and you forget that there's two <laughs> multiplication. Yeah. Yeah. And then again, the body weight you're lifting too. And it all goes into the mix. Question. So this is something I wanted to ask you, yep. which I waited for the podcast to ask you. Uh, so I'm saying I did 135 on that. Um, the the dead, on the deadlift. Yep. I put a 45 on each side. Is that 135? Is the bar 45 pounds? Yes. So the, the general rule that's for, for tracking weight, Yes. anything that you lift up, usually for, for lower body or full body, count all of it. So barbell and plates on each side. And, don't worry but about the barbell is 45 pounds. 45 pounds. pounds. Okay. Yes. Your, your standard Olympic bar is going to be 45 pounds. So okay. that's 135 That's what pounds. I thought I remembered yeah. from 20 years ago. Right. So I was just counting that and I realized I wanted to ask you that to make yeah. sure that that is actually what I remembered. Okay. Yeah. And then so. again, when you're you're accounting for the weights that you're carrying, since you're doing a lower body move and you're holding two 15-pound dumbbells, you double. But if you were to say do bench press with two 15-pound dumbbells, you only put 15 pounds down. Because each arm is lifting that. Yes, I got you. I got you. Okay, yeah, because each arm is individually. So this wasn't dumbbell, it was a full bar. Correct. So when I did the bench press, the second workout, uh, it was a 35 on each side. Nice, 115. So I have 115. Mm -hmm. That felt pretty solid. I didn't feel Good. crazy sore over Good. that at the end of it, which at first when I put those on, I was like, let me see how this feels. And it felt all right after the first set, so yeah. I kept going with it. I didn't feel like I was overexerting at all. Okay, now was that your first set? Just putting on the 35s on each side? Yeah. Okay. So that that's one thing I have in the notes. 
for the uh, warm-up, especially if you're doing reverse pyramid training, which I think we just got you doing a handful of sets. I have to double check. When you warm up, just the bar first. And it only has to be for just a few reps. Oh, so I definitely didn't do that. Right. So, I, and again, this is another thing I need to be walking you through. So when you're warming up, I like to just warm up with the movement you're going to do. The whole point of a warm-up is to get blood to the muscles you want to use. So warm up with the movement you're about to use. So that's a really good, okay. That, I, I'll note that for, for future. But I think what saved me is what I did. Like I said, I walked on that treadmill, but I was also yep. doing, you know, like that, the, like the boxers do that stretching where you like shake yeah. your arms out. And I was like banging my arms back and forth across my chest, which, you know, the, like the yeah. warm up. So I did get the blood flowing prior. A little bit, all for sure. For, so, and again, injury scales with would... load. Since I have you doing higher, a higher rep scheme for now, Anything you lift that's going to get you close to that and you naturally went to just the 35s on each side is going to be a lighter weight. So you have less of a chance of injuring yourself jumping right into it. But a good practice is going to be, you know, warming up at about 40, 60 and 80 percent of the top weights you're going to lift for the day. Because as you get to lifting heavier and heavier, you already have this routine to warm up for that movement set up. And you only have to warm up once. If you're doing other chest exercises and you just warmed up for bench, your chest is already warmed up. Your chest, your tries, your, your shoulders. You don't have to warm those up again. They're warm. Gotcha. Okay. Something you learn every day. That's right. That's why we're here teaching stuff. <laughs> so I want to jump back into what we had talked about earlier that I did the breakfast supplement of the protein shake. We had talked a little bit um, in between this past, or during this past week about if it's tough to eat all of the protein because we right. have uh, my protein set pretty high. Pretty at, much everybody has a hard time getting in protein. Yeah. So with that, I we had talked about possible like protein bars and shakes yep. and stuff. And I was wondering if you could just quickly go over. Um, I looked up protein shakes and I was ridiculously bombarded. By the amount of protein shakes, by the amount yeah. of stuff that's out there, there's pre-made, there's powders, there's intravenous. I don't know what else is out there. There's <laughs> probably there's, there's probably somewhere. Yeah. I don't know. That's I, I, I think it's adorable how you how you it's adorable oh. how you tell me to quickly do that. Um, yeah, well, that's what I mean because <laughs> it feels like that. Like it was a little overwhelming it's just overwhelming. Little, oh, just looking yeah. at it, and I ended up I I just got a case of some that was at. Uh, Sam's Club because we yeah. had talked about it with yeah. a friend of ours and he had said he used those and, I, you yeah, had and said those, those, are, those are those fine are not bad. and it really does come down to what you're going to do most consistently for the most part but there are good and bad proteins um, and supplement companies are notorious for putting out absolute shit products it, it just is what it is there's money to be made there's going to be shit products so to keep it ultra simple, when you're looking for a protein or betting a protein powder, which I tend to look at protein powder as powdered food, you need it, you're not getting it most of the time from whole foods, so we supplement. What's the difference between, quickly, the mm -hmm. powder between the pre-mates? I bought pre-made stuff because they're just cartons yeah. and I can grab, but is that the only difference? The only basically? difference is that they're, they're already pre-mixed. It's the same thing you're doing in-house, but they're marking it up to have it already shaken up and mixed up for you. Okay. That's it. That's literally, but That's it's literally basically it. just the protein powder that mm -hmm. they've already just kind of done. Yep. Okay. Yep. Is there any other way of getting proteins other than just the powders? Like that kind of, is there, I, I don't know, like a gel or a, like a, I literally you're, was you're so not, overwhelmed. Yeah. That I no, no, no. You're not, with all it. the stuff I have that you're not asking super questions. Yeah. There's, there's a variety of stuff out there. 
Powdered or pre-made is the only thing I'm going to recommend, or the bars, because I, I do like to eat my protein sometimes. Um, okay. Even protein powder, I tend to mix into yogurt or oatmeal or things like that. Okay. Because drinking it just doesn't satisfy me as much. Okay. But if you're looking to vet a protein powder, you're looking to make sure you get at least, and I have a post up of, of this that gives you the rundown, but you want at least 2.8 grams of leucine content per 25 you know, grams of protein serving. Um, 25% of the intake should be from BCAAs, branched chain amino acids. That's how you know, again, you have a higher quality protein powder. Um, yeah, those are, and you want to make sure there's no proprietary blends because they could literally put anything in there. There's zero regulation on supplement companies. It's ridiculous. Oh, that's quality. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually what we probably should do then. Let's just start as, we're just going to put a bunch of random powders in it <laughs> and be like, this stuff is so good for you. Yes. It comes that's from the earth. Great call. We just put dirt in it. It does. Literally comes from the earth. We're not liars, people. Literally. So, so there's no regulations on any of that stuff. Very, very few. And this, I mean, we go into that, but it's they've tried to pass regulations, and it gets pushed back via some senator somewhere. I I don't know, but it's it's been a long time that their regulation is just absolute shit. All right. So if they wanted to see that post, it's on your social media. It's on my Body by the Bear Instagram uh, or my Michael Bearsky Facebook. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So if you want to check out a little more in depth on that, you can go to my. It's under protein spiking and what that means. Because okay. they will they will add cheap amino acids to amp up the nitrogen content of protein, and that kind of tricks the sensors of, of showing how much protein's in it. Hmm. Crazy. Real shitty. Yeah. Yeah. That's. <laughs> well, that's fun. Yeah. Um. So I did the protein shakes. I don't mind the protein shake. Uh. It was actually like I said, I did it for breakfast that one day. The one shake and a banana, and I felt all right. Like yep. I, I wasn't like starving like I thought I was going to be. I definitely thought I was going to be starving. Um, I looked at it in front of me and I was like, this is not going to do anything. <laughs> that was definitely my mindset. But it wasn't as bad as I thought it was yeah. going to be. Um, I wasn't even really hungry afterwards. I ate it and I was good. Like I could have eaten, but I of didn't course. feel the need to eat like I thought I was going to. Um, so I, I, I did the pre-mates because like I said, for me, it's just easier to grab. Yeah. Um, I eventually, and I wanted to do it cause I wanted to just try the shakes. Right. So I may eventually do the powder, move to the powder. It just it, cause it, cost wise, it makes a huge, it difference. makes a huge difference. So you are paying yeah. for a convenience factor. Yes. And if that's what gets it done for you, then so be it. Yeah. You need to stick with what you're going to do the most consistently. I, I feel like it might end up becoming a combo of the two. And that's fine too. Um, yeah. the one thing that I did notice about with, for me personally, and uh, you guys listening can take this for what it's worth, is I didn't like how like sweet they are. Like, is there different versions of like that aren't like that are more like not? I don't want to say that are just more satisfying. Like, not as sweet, I guess. There, there are, um, and it's going to be dependent on the the flavor you get and the type of protein powder you get. Because Honestly. I felt like for breakfast I was eating ice cream and it, yeah. my brain was just screw it up yeah. there. It was like, don't do this. You're not allowed to eat ice cream. Right. Stop it now. And I'm fighting with myself because no, it's healthy. No, right. but it's ice cream. Like now it the, was really sweet. The sweet triggers have kicked off. Yeah. yeah. And then all day, actually, that was the one thing I noticed. That luckily it was the same day that we were eating that I went to Olive Garden. And so did you had all that. that to look forward. So to yeah, I had all that other stuff. But I was like really craving mm-hmm. sweets and junk food then all day. From a protein shake. Yeah. Same thing happens to me. It's it's I, I get the same thing. So I've I found when one, I, I tend to recommend for the most part 
eat the same things because you can even count once and anybody who hates counting it's very easy to enter so if you find things you like for breakfast lunch dinner or if you just eat lunch dinner whatever if you're eating similar things that give you everything you need it's just easier but i found for my first meal a day i've been making um, egg and cheese sandwiches so I love a breakfast sandwich. And the eggs are super, super satisfying and cut a tremendous amount of cravings for me and a lot of people. Yeah. Too, yeah. So that, that'll cut more cravings and you know, letting yourself eat bread and cheese and eggs. And then I'll throw in a piece of fruit and some yogurt. So I'm hitting all of those you know, sweet sensors to savory to... I'm Hispanic though. So we use a tortilla and it goes on a tortilla. Nothing wrong with that. I yeah. cut the cheese out though. Love a good breakfast burrito. I did not realize how many calories is in cheese. This yeah. counting of calories is yep. like... It's enlightening. Not counting. I want to stop saying counting. Counting for. The ca- uh, accounting. <laughs> the accounting for calories um, is really enlightening it as is. to what stuff... Re- like you just don't comprehend yeah. what you're putting in your body until you actually pay attention to it. Yeah, and you'll actually find you can get away with getting a satisfying amount of taste out of a smaller serving of that same stuff and feel like you're on track. You don't need as much as you've been using because you just didn't really think about it for the most part. And for me, like I'm a big eater. Yeah. And so for me, what I was doing, um, we had touched last time that we, that we had that book, um, which I'll probably, we'll probably talk about numerous times. Oh, yeah. I've come to really like that book. Yeah. The it's called cook once eat all week. Yep. And, um, in that book last week was shredded chicken. You make, you, you prep your protein ahead of time and you use your protein for the week. And this one was shredded chicken. So what I did was actually make more shredded chicken than what they said for the meals. Perfect. Yep. And then when I would eat a meal, I would then just have a bowl more of chicken protein. on the top of it and just dish out a little bit, measure out a little, another like four ounces of chicken uh, on top of it. And all I was doing, cause I have the open thing of broth, from making these meals mm-hmm. is I would take the shredded chicken, throw a little bit of broth on it, some salt, pepper and garlic, mix that up. And I would eat that then in addition nice. to okay. what I was eating. And I was full. Yeah. There was even some times where I had that bowl of chicken and I was like, I can't believe I'm going to eat this now because <laughs> I was full. And Which so I'd, I, I'd like to highlight you're on a diet, losing weight. Yes. And you're full. And this, I was like force so feeding myself. Doing it wrong. Yeah. I was yeah. force feeding myself to eat the protein and I still came in under so many calories yep. that I was like, I'm I can't even really eat more now. I'm so full. <laughs> I would hit I think I hit the protein most days. Yeah. My protein level. I think I did, did about maybe four out of the six or seven and, days. And that's okay. Something like that. Yeah. But I was close on on the on the other ones. Saturday, I think, is the only day that I... I, I was happy that you got that close. consistently close. Because most people, it's it's a war for at least the first month. And I let people kind of go up and down, and I'll, I'll offer hints and tips a little bit as they go. But that first month is literally you adapting to a new lifestyle. So I have no judgment for that. Let's see what we need to do after we get some data. Did they dive into the shakes and the powders right away? Because I feel like... A lot of people fight that. That's part of how but, I even was close. Yep. A lot of people fight that because... And I think we touched on this on the, on the last episode, but... It's you have the the food purists and you know you have the people who are okay supplementing and they don't they just don't really care or will even over supplement at that point. But if you're trying to get all the things you need from food but can't, then supplement the last bit until you're able to bridge that gap and learn how to get it all from food. It, it takes a lot of eating to get everything you need from food. So and most just people use the supplements kind of as a bridge. Correct. Correct. Gotcha. So I, and I'll tell people all day every day. Think of protein as powdered food because that's what it is. They're essential amino acids that you have to get to be healthy. And if you're not getting them all from food, you're going to have to get them from somewhere else. If you want to feel as good as you can feel. Got it. 
So with that, I, I did. So I did the shakes, and I also did the bars. Which, by the way, the one of the days I had not. It was one of the days I was so full from eating, yeah. and I did the extra chicken. But I wasn't anywhere near proteins. I had right. two bars that day to try and stay on pace. But I was like, I feel like I'm eating candy bars. And I don't eat candy bars. Right. So, like, that was, like, mess. I was like, I don't like eating these all the time. Right. Like, I ate two of them, one earlier, in, like, for lunch, and then one after dinner yeah. just to get to the protein. And I did hit the protein. But I was like, I feel like I ate two candy bars today, and I don't I don't normally eat candy bars right. like that. So, I'm like, I didn't really – that part was a little strange for me, too. So, okay. I, I did buy some that I'm going to use those more as, like, treats if you will and that's what i was saying having them after a meal to cover the sweet fix is is fine as long yeah as you're getting I, I can't you're build i personally just mentally I, I feel like i can't build at this point build those in as part of my right. diet because right. it just feels wrong yeah. it's chocolate it, it, it literally is chocolate. And, and that may change as as time goes on but for now yeah you're, you're wrapping your head around you know new things and yeah. you do like fresh nicely made meals too so yeah, yeah, yeah. throwing in anything that's pre-made is is going to be a little bit of a mental hurdle for you to hop yeah over. and it's just like i said it was just weird to be like i ate two candy bars today that's so random <laughs> um i did get there quickly real quickly touch on that uh protein bars are not all created equally Ooh, either nope. i had three different brands i tried last week yeah um which brands so Protein Plus okay. was that one was pretty good. I didn't mind that one. Pure Protein was the second one okay. that I had. That was not nearly as good. And the uh, the one that I ended up that I bought a package of that yeah. I have now. They are Fit Crunch, Fit Crunch Robert those, Irvine's yeah. Fit Crunch, and those are pretty good. Those are out of candy good. bars. Those yep. are those those are flavor is better right um so i was like oh i can handle these i'll keep these around when i when i'm really craving something yeah um but i do want to find you and i can maybe talk about this and if anybody out there is listening and has a recommendation of a shake that they've tried that's not so sweet that's more savory <laughs> that's the word i was looking for before i want something that's a little bit more savory of a that it's like okay. right. as opposed to just like i feel like a, like the whole idea of this is I want to eat healthy and yet yeah. my brain is not functioning thinking I'm eating desserts. Right. Like I'm eating like, and it's too often. Like I can't do a shake every day because I feel like I'm eating dessert all the time. Right. And, see, that's and I don't thing even though, too, eat If you like, mix it in with solid stuff, it's going to be less of the, the pre-made is going to be as sweet as they are. But yeah, if you yeah, have yeah. a flavor and you mix it in with oatmeal or, or, or yogurt, that's really like, or something like that. You can make it a little more savory as opposed yep. to, okay. Yep. So maybe that's just the fix is I switch yep. to a powder. And again, and I like Quest products personally yeah yeah the quest chips are phenomenal are 140 calories 20 grams of protein the quest bars are all about 20 grams of protein 180 to 200 calories and 14 to 18 grams of fiber so that brings us into <laughs> i don't know if you did that on purpose but if you did you are so good I might have. so one of the last things i want to touch with is that's the one thing that i saw that was in my thing that i completely ignored this week i'm not i'm going to be completely honest that's all right. I said you first had a, month, no you, judgment. You had a fiber. Oh, after a month, though, I get judged. After a month, though, that... we're going to, yeah, we're working on stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> after a month, we're going to have a serious talk. <laughs> um, is I really aimed on the protein part of it. I really focused yeah. kind of on that and just the overall calories. And personally, I was like, that's enough for my brain power to handle. I I feel like once I get kind of, I'm going to give myself a week or so to get this idea in right. 
and then I'll move on to something else. So I did not even, you have a protein, or not, I'm sorry, not protein, a fiber uh, some goal. Yep. yep. My brain's not firing okay. today either. That's what I'm here for. So I appreciate that. that. I appreciate that. So I have a fiber goal as well, okay. but with that fiber goal, I ignored it completely. So I just wanted you to touch while we're talking about it. So that was also one of my troubles was hitting yep. any of that. Cause I, I don't even know. I may have hit it even every day and I, but I have no idea. I didn't even look at it. I didn't even pay attention to it at all. Um, so why are the, some of the first things that you have is the protein and the fiber, the protein we talked about, it's the muscle, like uh, it's all the amino acids. We talked about that. A we did. Bit. They're, they're necessary, but I'll, I'll touch on, uh, well, I'll touch on the Y fiber, which is a brief touch back on the protein. Cause yeah, yeah. I'll always talk about protein. Yeah. Protein and fiber. Happen. Yeah. Why yeah. is the intake important and why was that even on there? And, yeah, why do I need to focus on that? Sure, sure. All right, so just the, the brief double back onto the protein is obviously for the essential amino acids. Um, but fiber, similar to protein, has a 30% thermic effect of food, which means your body's going to burn up about 30% of each one of those just processing, just processing them. So the more protein you get in your diet, the faster you lose body fat because the less you're actually even going to be able to use. Uh, same thing with fiber. But beyond just the, the calorie burn and fat loss aspect of fiber from that point, most of the stuff you get fiber from is going to be nutrient-dense things, your fibrous veggies, your fruits, your you know, grains and, and things like that. Um, they're going to be more nutrient-dense. So if, if we're getting that fiber goal, we're definitely getting enough micronutrients from those things. Beyond that, the fiber ferments in your system and creates your beneficial gut bacteria. So your mm. gut microbiome and your immune system and your gut health is basically run off of fiber. Okay. So that's that's why it's so crucial. And and there's a, a recommended daily amount for you know women and men to have. Women, I believe, is, is 25 to 28, and I always forget, and men are about 35 to 38 grams per day. That's per day. If you want to get optimal gut content and health and, and immune system boosting effects, that's what you're shooting for. So for just reference yeah what is something that's pretty high in fiber and how much about how much does it have to give reference on like what you really need to eat to get the hit broccoli is one of the the go-to ones that i go to okay um you know just a one steamer bag if you're looking to keep it super simple uh and not too fresh from like kroger is it's a dollar per bag you steam it it's four cups worth and you're getting i want to say 12 grams of fiber from that bag for four cups of yeah it's 120 calories so again when it comes down to finding things that are highly nutritious um nutrient dense but also take up a lot of space in your stomach this is another way that you end up not hungry during the day because you're filling your stomach with things that are lower calorie very nutrient dense and uh and then again it has that fiber content which slows down digestion and makes you feel fuller even longer at that point you should not be that hungry as you diet it changes as you get down to less and less body fat but on the, on the whole most people should not be hungry throughout their diet which is, is a game changer. Really. And again, I feel like that word diet is just such, like, again, there's such negative connotations it, it does. to it. It's, again, it does. A, accounting for what you're eating makes more sense to me in my brain. Right. And even and when so I even, say diet, I consider it more of, it's just, just the way you eat. Yeah. This is what your diet is. It's the way you eat. It doesn't have to be a crash diet. It doesn't have to be, you know, what most people make it out to be with obsessive behavior and counting things and you have anti-diet culture um you know health at every size which is just horseshit i've done a post on that as well um <laughs> so there's these yeah. things are just there's been such a negative connotation put on dieting 
when you can even see you're, you're feeling better and you know getting healthier and psychologically you start to feel better and this is this just in the first week yeah yeah definitely i mean i i feel and i also feel like i'm i mean it's only one weekend i'm not gonna no. o- try and oversell no, any no, of no. this either because none of it is already like ingrained in me it's gonna take a while but i feel like it it was like i'm getting an idea of now after a week of like what i can and can't yeah consume to cre- to get to those levels right um and not even what i can't consume i had ice cream i yeah. I, 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 I ruled nothing out yeah, so, yeah. i did like i i felt like i partook in everything my kids yeah. we, we were out and we had ice cream together so i was like all right let's do ice cream you I'm just like, can't have all the ice cream in the world yeah you know? instead of getting four <laughs> scoops of ice cream i had one scoop of ice cream. right yeah yeah balance but i didn't feel like i was really missing out and i know in general this is, exists but especially for me this past week that I was working out and being more active, mm-hmm. I also didn't crave that stuff as much as I feel like that's, I normally that's do. That's a, a legitimate physiological response, though. Really? And why yeah. is that? Yeah. That, do you know what, what causes that? I'd have to that? double back on that. But there is something, there's been a few studies about appetite based off of after working out, whether it be cardio or resistance training. So that's not just a me thing? It's everybody not just a you does thing. that? Okay. Yeah. And not everybody. There's outliers everywhere. But I even find if, if I get up and get my movement out of the way, uh, in the morning is when I like to get most of my movement out of the way. I naturally feel on track and I'm creating those beneficial hormones and the appetite doesn't always, um, you know, correlate with that. So more movement, more appetite. Sure. If you're overdoing it, but if you're getting intelligent movement in your appetite actually kind of evens out a little bit and you don't manage to get as many cravings and you yeah. feel like you're on track. So even psychologically at that point, you just, you feel better about it. It's Definitely. easier to make the right choices. And psychologically for me as on top of that is, because I feel like I'm doing the things to get myself yeah. healthier. I just want to do the things that are getting myself right. healthier. And I feel like it's just kind of in the same way that everything snowballs negatively. Mm-hmm. It kind of can snowball positive. Absolutely. And I feel like that's kind of the route right now that I'm on. Because um, like as we had touched before, I had all those voice issues. And I yep. so when I gained all that weight, it was just this snowball effect of like, screw it. I'm... Not able to do this anyway. I can't do this. Well, I might as well eat this. Well, I ate that, so I might as well eat this, and just kind of kept going with it. Right. To it became a tr- unstoppable train, um, that eventually hit a wall, and I was over it. And now I kind of want to get that train reversed and going the other yep. way. And I feel like I also don't want to obsess and burn myself out on it. Of course not. Of course not. And so that's why, like, I really love the fact that you're like, don't worry about it. Like, okay, you didn't do that. Big deal. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't, I don't feel pressured by you at, at all Good. about getting Good. any of this stuff done or in. Um, and I feel kind of like I'm taking, even though you're setting all of this up, I feel like I am taking control. Like I'm the one taking yeah. control of this stuff. And like, I'm not doing that workout today. I'm going to do it tomorrow. And if you were like fighting back at me, it would really feel like I, if you were like, no, you have to get that in the day because right. we got to do this. I'm glad that, that it's not like that um, because it, it's my life to live. Correct. That's right. I, I didn't build this for you. I mean, I, I built it for you, but we did it by communicating, by yeah. finding what can fit into your lifestyle. Like you have to have input in the process. Otherwise, you can't really take ownership of it. Yeah. It's not creating a lifestyle for you. It's creating something that I think you should be doing. And there's so many ways to skin the fitness cat. Don't skin cats. That's weird. I don't even know where that saying came from. But... <laughs> <laughs> there's a million ways to, to actually handle it. You don't have to do it one way. If you want to optimize for that, eke out that last 1% that's going to really give you the genetic edge, 
fine. But that's for people who are hopping on stage or in elite sports or whatever. Yeah. You can gain muscle right now. You can lose body fat. And you can feel healthier. And you and you can do that in a dozen, hundred, thousand different ways. Yeah, and if you're that's not going to use a, sure a fit- <laughs> if you're not going to use a fitness coach, there are tips and tricks and ways that you yeah. can find it online. You can also hit us up um, if you have any questions. We now have an email. You can check us out at findingmyfit at gmail.com. Also, you can hit either one of us up on our social medias. Mike's at Body by the Bear on Instagram and Mike Bearski on Facebook. And you can hit me up, Victor Solis, on Facebook or Instagram. I think it's Victor Solis Music on or Sol- Victor Solis Music on either platform as well. But we appreciate you guys listening. Mike, do you have any last thoughts on uh, the week? So I guess let's finish it with this. Sum up overall how your view on what my last week was. So overall, like kind of give a, a synopsis of where, like what things you kind of want me to focus on, kind of go away from, what things you were kind of glad I did and some things that you're like, I wish we could do this and just kind of an overall thought process sure. of the week. I can do that. Um, again, starting off this early, um, I like to just see how things play out for the most part. So when somebody does nail the week and don't get me wrong, I feel like you did nail the week. You found okay. ways to say that, you know, I didn't do so well here or I went off track here. We went out here. But as far as I'm concerned, that that is a success. Everything you did intuitively as far as changing your workout or going out and just being like, I'm just going to enjoy myself. That's exactly what I want for you. It's exactly what I want for you. I don't expect 100%. Yeah, yeah, you nailed it. I don't (laughs) expect 100% out of anybody. I expect closer to 75, maybe 80% because anything more than that is kind of miserable and it's a struggle. So you lived your life. You got to do all the things you want to do. You found some success for the week and you still got your two workouts in. I, I have nothing for you to correct right now. You are absolutely on track for what you need to be doing. Um, decisions you need to be making that actually will lower your stress levels because you're not stressing about these things. Yeah, I'm trying really hard not to. Over- yeah. Like I said, because I feel like anytime I had ever tried anything before, I'd burn out because I'm so diehard on it. And then you're right. burnt and you're like, screw this. Right. I can't keep this up. So I'm trying really hard not to do you're that. You're doing great. So. But, that, but that trying is literally just trusting me, which thank you for trusting me. That's trusting the process, trusting the successes that are, are coming along with you. And, and most of all, we're looking to, if you can alleviate stress and get success, you're on the right track. Alleviate stress and get success. I like it. With that, we're going to leave you on that note. You guys check us out on uh, social media, on either one of our, our pages. Hit Mike up if you have any questions. Shoot us an email with any questions, any comments. If you just want to chat about what you thought, you can hit us up on social media and we'll be glad to chat about any of it. Um, if you want to argue any points about what Mike said, feel free to hit him up. He likes Absolutely. to argue. <laughs> Guys, be fit, be healthy, because I'm trying. Doing it, great. And Doing it doesn't great. matter. I'm 40 and I'm trying. You guys can try it too. And we want to hear about it. So please hit us up. We'll talk with you next time. Next week, new update. See ya.